Welcome to Share Talk. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Roy Pitchford, who is the CEO of Vast Resources PLC. How are you today, sir? Very well, thank you, Steve. I trust the same for you. Yes, indeed, I'm doing well. Uh, just to obviously highlight your company to our new viewers, would you mind giving us a few words about the background of the company and of that of yourself, please? Certainly, Steve. Up until the beginning of 2014, Vast Resources was previously known as African Consolidated Resources, and it was primarily focused on exploration in Southern Africa. And it had built up a very large uh, exploration uh, portfolio of assets, but constantly needed shareholder funding to keep its activities alive. Originally, it wanted to sell discoveries to the major producers, but that market actually fell away uh, some time ago. So at the beginning of 2014, the shareholders decided to refocus the company away from exploration and to focus on production instead. At that point, I was asked to come into the company and oversee the move from exploration into production. We dispensed with the entire exploration team and portfolio. We sold the wonderful head office to have some working capital. And we set about looking to raise money to build our first project, the Pixton Peerless Gold Mine in Zimbabwe. Relying on previous contacts and experience in the city of London, I came over to seek finance uh, for this project of building the Pixton Peerless Mine, but uh, I discovered to my dismay that the interest uh, of UK shareholders in investing in Zimbabwe had disappeared and it was simply not possible to raise money for Zimbabwe uh, in the city of London. So instead, I uh, raised money in Zimbabwe from local shareholders and in doing so, we had to give up 50% of the equity joined forces with local Zimbabwean investors and built the Pixton and Peerless Mine. Originally, it was designed to process 10,000 tonnes of ore a month and produce 900 ounces of gold in the oxide phase. The oxide phase actually turned out to be 20,000 tonnes a month, and we've been doing it between 1,500 and 1,600 ounces a month. So the mine has performed well above its expectation. And we're now moving into the sulfide uh, phase of development. And in summary, we're moving from 20,000 tons of oxide at around 2 grams per ton to 40,000 tons of sulfide at 4 grams per ton. So there's going to be a significant uptick in the production at the Pixton Peerless Mine. Adjacent to the Pixton Peerless, we have the Giant Mine, where we've defined some 500,000 ounces so far. We're going to now drill the project up properly and do an evaluation. And we think we're going to probably get a similar size resource to what we have at Pixton and Peerless, around 3 million ounces at Giant. That's our objective. So all the funds that we are generating in Zimbabwe are being reinvested in the sulfide development of Pixton and the development of the giant mine. Now, in order to 
pay the bills rather than keep going back to shareholders, we've now looked at and developed some operations in Romania that my predecessor had secured. And in Romania, we've got the uh, Manila polymetallic mine, which has just turned the corner and is starting to produce positive cash flow. And we're very pleased with that operation. There's still more work to be done, but it's moving in the correct direction. And the ore body is about 3% copper equivalent. It's very, uh, very good ore body. And we've produced a good copper concentrate. We're about to start producing a good quality zinc concentrate as a second revenue stream. And thirdly, we will be looking at doing the gold and silver recovery that we miss through the flotation process. We're putting in a gravity circuit to uh, uh, get the remaining um, gold out of the system. We've got a second mine ready to rock and roll in Romania, Baita. We've purchased the mine and all the infrastructure. We're waiting for the permit to start mining. And that's a 6 to 7% copper equivalent grade very much richer ore body, but it is an underground mine and so will be slightly more expensive to mine the ore. So the company is rapidly moving into a cash generative situation and that will see the completion of our turnaround from being an exploration company to a metal producing company. Just to highlight one thing there, um, the transaction in relation to Pickstone Peerless took your interest down to 25%. However, in the news release, it said that you retain operational control. Could you explain further on how that works? Yes. What we had originally was a 50-50 partnership with a local investor, an operating company called Grey Fox. And in terms of that arrangement, whilst we each own 50% of the asset, we have the casting vote and chairmanship of the company. And by virtue of that, we have control of the project. And that control is vested in a Zimbabwean subsidiary company called Canape Investments, which we uh, owned 100%, and it in turn owned the 50% interest in Pixton and Giant. Now, in the recent transaction with Sub-Saharan Capital, we have sold 49.99% of Canape, the holding company in Zimbabwe, and have retained 50.01% in Canape. So, therefore, Canape remains under our control. That 50.1% earns 50% of the... Um, Pixton, Peerless and Giant Mine, and 50 or 50 gives us the 25%, just slightly over 25%. But in both arrangements, Vast is the management manager of the project. It is the controlling interest, as it were, and by virtue of the fact that we have control of the board in both Canape and in Breckridge, the 25% actually translates into control. Okay, thank you for the clarification there. And again, touching on the news, back on the end of January, the announcement was a real game changer for Vast. 
what will you do with the funds that you've received and how does that position you moving forward in terms of your sort of future funding requirements? Steve, what what the transaction with Sub-Saharan Africa will enable us to do is to repay some debt that we have to Grey Fox at the Breckridge or the operational level in Zimbabwe, but it will also cover the phase one development at Maniila, polymetallic mine in Romania, and phase one development of the Baita Ply polymetallic mine also in Romania. The basic objective in both mines is to mine and process 10,000 tons of ore per month. Now, both mines have an installed capacity of just up to about 20,000 tons a month in both cases. So our phase one is to use 50% of our capacity at both processing plants and at both mines in order to bed down the operations, get operational experience, settle down the, the processes, and then in the phase two, we will build up the mining and production in both mines from 10,000 towards 20,000 tons. Now, this money that we've raised through sub-Saharan capital covers the phase one development at Baita and the phase one development at Manila. Plus, at Baita, we have a dump retreatment project called the Faneita Tailings Dam, and we've completed the drilling of it. We've had the results. We're now going to do the feasibility study. And should the feasibility study show that it is commercially viable to reprocess the dump, this initial funding will cover that as well. So phase one and two, Baita Maniila, and also the Faneita Tailings Dump Project will be covered by this funding. The permits that you've got in place for production versus the ownership of the mine. In relation to the tailings, you've obviously got the right to produce that. Have you got the right to produce the mine and how does that fit in with the sort of broader picture? Steve, what we have is the license to evaluate the Fenita tailings dam. We've done that, we've done our drilling, we've got our results, we'll now be doing the feasibility study. If the feasibility study shows that the commercially sensible way of reprocessing the dump is through the flotation facilities we have at Baita, we will be permitted to do that because we own the infrastructure at Baita, we own the tailings dam and we've got it uh, a license for the tailings dam. The next phase is because you've done the feasibility study, you get an exploitation license and we'd exploit the, the uh, product through our facilities at Baita. So we've got the mineral rights at, at the tailings and we've got the processing rights at Baita. So that is something that we could move into doing straight away subject to the feasibility study showing us that that is the correct process. Your news release today shows very 
good sort of commerciality of your products and the turnaround in the company, what would you like to point out as the key highlights on that? I think the key highlights out of today's presentation is that Manila is moving into a cash positive position. We've managed to get the copper concentrate to the right uh, percentage between 18 and 20 percent copper in the concentrate with all the gold and silver uh, byproduct. We are producing uh, up to 300 tons a month, which is phase one, what the objective is. So that's the first revenue stream. The second revenue stream is to get around 150 tons a month of zinc concentrate, where the zinc is at about 45% content in the concentrate. That's our next objective. Now, we've started to produce the zinc concentrate. We've started to get good returns between 30 and 40%. And so we continue the refining process of checking on the chemical composition, the uh, features and the structure of the uh, flotation circuit with the objective, as I said, to get to 150 tons of zinc at 45%. That will be a second income stream for Manila. And then the third income stream is the gold and silver that is not yet reporting into the copper concentrate or the zinc concentrate. We believe it's because it's free gold and it's not amenable to flotation. So we're putting in a concentrator gravity circuit in order for us to recover as much of the remaining gold and silver uh, in a um, gravity concentrate as we can. So that will provide us with a third income stream at Manila. And if we achieve all our objectives of the three income streams at the levels that we are targeting, the mine will be a very good cash generator. Is there anything else you would like to add to your listeners, please, Roy? Yes. Um, whilst we may have leveraged our value in the Zimbabwe assets at Pixton and Giant, We've done it in a manner whereby with sub-Saharan capital, we are now in a position to look at other gold producing assets in Zimbabwe because we can have access to funding through sub-Saharan capital. So we can increase our exposure to gold operations in that country, which we believe are available at huge discount because of the, the way the investment community regards Zimbabwe. So there's a discount, there's, there's an excessive discount. That discount isn't going to remain forever. When Zimbabwe gets through its current challenges, the discount's going to decrease. And by virtue of the fact you've got these assets operational and working and income generating, plus the discount applying because of the challenges facing the country being removed, um, there's going to be quite a re-rating of the value of those assets. So you've got a double uplift in Zimbabwe. So 
while some people have said it looks like you um, getting rid of bits that are not working or are too risky, it's quite the opposite. We're remaining very focused in Zimbabwe. We've got a funding partner now, and we want to look to increase our exposure to, to gold assets in Zimbabwe. So Romania is developing on the polymetallics and providing immediate cash flow. Zimbabwe is developing on the gold, providing future cash flows uh, in, in, say, three to four years' time. And hopefully we can sit here and talk again about the journey of the company. And at the moment, it's looking very promising, Roy. It is. Uh, we're very pleased with the progress and grateful for what's been achieved. And yes, we look forward to chatting with you in the future and uh, sharing with listeners the uh, achievements of the company. Thank you very much for your time today, Roy. It's been a pleasure speaking. Thank you, Steve. Cheerio.